Even if you lost, you can lose a love, love because it's in your heart. <laughs> Wait, what's that? I butchered that. It's the, it's like this bard hippie guy from the episode that's singing. Even if oh, yeah. you're lost, you can't lose a love because it's in your heart. It's mm-hmm. so good. Anyway, <laughs> episode- welcome to. <laughs> Episode season two, episode two, two, two. baby. Two, two. We have a theme song that goes like this: The Cave of Two Lovers. The Cave of Two Lovers, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Avatar: The First Viewing. This is the podcast where an Avatar uh, first-time watcher goes through and watches every episode alongside an Avatar expert. Hey, and I am your Avatar expert, Eli, and I am your Avatar newbie, Peter. How's it going, Peter? It's going good, man. I'm a little tired, but this episode kind of lifted my spirits. It was, you know, people usually say filler episode in a negative tone. This was a little bit fillery, but not mad about it. It, it, it still mm-hmm. developed character. It was lovely. It was delightful. Very romantic. Mm-hmm. It had the charm. That if I think the most you can ask out of a filler episode is some charm to it, a reason to come back to see some funny characters. And I yeah. think this episode had it. I think you're right. I think you're right. There's a lot of filler episodes in anime that's like, why? It just makes you feel like you kind of wasted your time, to be honest. But yeah, this episode actually like got you to like the characters more, feel more resonant with the characters, see a different side of them. Excited to get into it. Well, we always start off this way, and today is no exception. Peter, why don't you give us the newbie recap? Yep, yep. Newbie recap. Okay, if you remember Angang last episode was on their way to Omashu to learn earthbending from King Boomy, Lord Boomy, whatever. Boom, 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 boom. boom I want you boom. in my room. And on their way, uh, they run into this kind of nomadic hippie bard group <laughs> of kooky Asian hippie, I don't know. Cheech and Chong. Yeah, yeah, of, uh, yeah. So, oh, what's up, bros. man? Like, yeah, I'll take you to Omashu, man. And like, they mm-hmm. they let them know that there's this uh, underground secret shortcut passageway to Omashu. And legend has it, it was formed by the first Earthbenders, star-crossed lovers like Romeo and Juliet from different tribes that were warring against each other. And they use these tunnels to meet and like smooch. And it'll get them safe passage to Omashu. And secret and some pathways to uh, extra smooching and who knows what else, but you know this is Nickelodeon. Smooch, 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 smooch. I have my uh, my thesis. Oh boy, really? <laughs> yeah, and you know it's not it's not that epic of a challenge or something. It's just basically the the tunnel isn't a tunnel; it's more of a maze, and uh, they get lost and then they find their way out. You learn a little bit of uh, history about the. The kingdom, I guess. That's a little boring. What what would you add to that newbie recap, man? Well, I mean, the, the important developments is uh, Aang realizes, uh, wait, hold up a minute. This is the this is the cave of two lovers, and we got a very special lady with us named Katara. Yeah, and they have this little moment where they're like, hey, let's you know, this is the the cave of two lovers. And they find out the legend and the origin of Omashu was from these two lovers. And it says, love is the brightest in the darkness. And so uh, there's this moment where Katara is like, we should kiss Aang uh, in the dark. We should put out the light and kiss and maybe that'll find a way through. And Aang is, uh, really flubs his way through it. Oh, yeah. um, he says all the wrong things. Yep. 
But eventually uh, they leave it a little a little vague uh, as to whether any smoochin' did go down or not. Yeah. But at the end, they find their way out. And we learned a couple fascinating new things about the world of the Avatar. Yeah. And at the very end, we learned that the Omashu is under siege and has been taken over by the Fire Nation. Ah, yeah. I, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, duh. That, that's, a, that's a key thing. Yeah. They come out the <laughs> other end of the, the next episode. Yeah, the cliffhanger. They, yep. They come out of the tunnel and see Omashu and there's like a Fire Nation flag and like smoke coming out, all that stuff. Which, mm-hmm. you know, as, as I said before, like I, I, I think there is something wrong because it would be too easy just to find Boomy and learn earthbending. So we'll, yeah. we'll see what and unfolds it's also, there. It's sort of addressing a point that we had before. It's like, wait a second. The Fire Nation knows he's going to go to the Northern Water Tribe. Why don't they just intercept him on the way there? Yeah. This is what they did this episode. They're like, wait a second. We Good know point. he's been to Omashu. Good point. There's a legendary earthbender there who is some hot shit. And apparently he knows this kid, Aang. He yep. personally, he knows this kid. So it's very likely that he's going to go there. So now's the time. If any, any time, the time is now to press the attack on Omashu, the city yep. that they've never been able to capture. Oh, we didn't mention what happened to Zuko. Zuko. Oh, uh, dude. I, yeah, I told you I'm like kind of tired today. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> Listeners, sorry about this. Yeah, on the Zuko side, like you see like a... Wow, Zuko looks so different without his like royal garb and like his hair. His hair. It's like you know the uh, you know the sun's haircut in Parasite. Like exactly. they just took a one setting on the buzz and like just and all over his head and went it all over his head. It looked like yeah. that. Basically, they're in the wild. They're starving. The uncle eats like some weird flower tea, thinking it's like a delicacy. Gets a rash. They go to some like tiny village. Zuko has some chemistry with like I guess like a mother and daughter kind of household that whose father i think passed away because of the fire nation and she was also burned by the fire nation and they have some chemistry and then they leave and it's this kind of like wistful melancholy slightly romantic a lot left unsaid kind of dynamic and at the end he decides to steal their little bird horse thing Mm -hmm. because he's he, he he's uh he's still He's still a brooding fellow, Zuko, yeah. at this point. Even though he was shown, they were shown hostility, and Iroh was pretty sad about it, but he yeah. begrudgingly agrees to go along with his the theft. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think it's one of those things where he's like, his heart's starting to melt, and he's kind of scared of it. So yeah. he needs to do something to tell himself, like, he did not sympathize with them. Um, and I think that's what that theft is. It's like a rebellious act of lashing out so that he doesn't have to admit to himself that he's kind of opening his heart up. Yeah, because he, he really has that moment um, because she's also a burn victim from the yep. Fire Nation. Obviously, yep. Zuko is. It's on his face. Yep. And you see, you see these moments where like they have these close-ups on his eyes and he's all like, ooh-woo eyes. Ooh-woo you know, like, <laughs> anime no, eyes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, as much as it's possible with Zuko. Cause he has I am baby, very, yeah. <laughs> um, I know you love that meme. He, <laughs> yeah, I'm baby or ooh uh, uh both, I, I, the Kirby, them. but both, yeah. The Kirby, yeah, the Kirby with it pointing yeah, at the, yeah, yeah. the white yeah, 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 baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Zuko, he's starting to, the layers are coming off. And I think this is uh, setting up uh, season two for Zuko. Uh-huh. I mean, tell me about what you think about what his season two journey is based off of this. Yeah. If I may be so bold, man, if season one was about Katara, I think season two is about Zuko, maybe. That's my prediction mm-hmm. there. Like, I can already tell, like, they're setting him up to just, like, slowly peel back the ogre onion layers of, like, his 
like two that. Shrek references and uh, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Like <laughs> and I think he's gonna do a lot of changing, a lot of growth, and he, we're probably gonna see the most growth out of him this season because mm-hmm. there's three seasons, and you know, season three is when Ang is gonna really start to manifest his destiny. So yeah, I, I want to see what happens to Zuko, but like uh, uh, you know, his look's gonna change. I, I doubt he's gonna be in peasant garb the whole season, and his hair's gonna mm-hmm. grow out. So. I, I I doubt he's going to shave it into like that little ponytail stub into the back. Maybe he has hair like me. That would be good for <laughs> that would be good for cosplay potential for me. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> maybe he goes like Han or like Keanu with it a little bit. I don't know. Like what what's his MO right now? What what are they trying to even do? I they yeah, did right say now they're surviving. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, you're run. right. They're hunt for the fire wilder people right now. They're they're exiles. Yeah. They live in the exile life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess they said that between going to the Fire Nation and like getting killed by Earth Kingdom, they'd rather go to the Earth Kingdom. Yeah, they're gonna run into somebody that like actually gives them like a plot direction. I just don't know what that is yet. Wait, I want to know that like a bold prediction. Where is Zuko gonna end up at the end of the season? Where is What's Zuko? He gonna do? Where is Zuko gonna end up at the end of the season? Or like what? What is his? Uh, what's gonna be his major like? choice or his Hmm. conflict or you know how is his how is his character going to be challenged okay i've said it from the beginning zuko is kylo ren right yeah and so he's going to do a flippity flop later and you know he's going to overcome his daddy issues and his angsty Uh emo face so maybe by the end of the season he's like begrudgingly or like wholeheartedly like on now i don't think he's going to join angang but i think he's going to I think they're going to have like one or two more run-ins with Aang this season. Kind of like they did in that one episode with like the frozen frogs. Maybe have a bit more of like a back and forth dialogue. I need a bold guess. Okay, bold guess. Uh, 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 He learns firebending from from, from them. Aang Aang learns learns firebending from them. Yeah. From Zuko. You you squeezed it out of me. Yes. Okay. This season. No. Well... I think they, what's going to happen at the finale of this season is what I'm dude, trying to. Dude, I don't milk know, out man. <laughs> I, I want, I'm challenging you because I want, I want yeah, like yeah, a bold, yeah, yeah. like we can look back and be like, were yeah. you right or were you wrong? Dude, you're like a you're like a freshman year English teacher, like trying to get the so what out of me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay, so Zuko's changing, but how is that all going to culminate? Uh, yeah, like, what is he going to change into? Why do we care? What? <laughs> I don't know, man. He's gonna give. He's gonna give Ang a little alley oop. He's gonna give Ang a little alley oop. You know. What does that mean? Like, uh, like, like he's gonna tee up a little something so Ang can like hit it out of the park. Okay, you know? so he's gonna assist him, but like kind of is what you're saying. Yeah. But not full heartedly. Maybe they have the same enemy or something, and they're like, yeah. okay, yes. they have similar goals. Yeah. Maybe okay. they both but want he's to not smooch Katara. I don't know. He what? Maybe both. Maybe they both want to smooch Katara. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, we need right. some. We need some triangles in this in this series. Where, where, okay. where are these love triangles? Uh, that being said, this is the episode where you know puberty was suddenly like, oh, I'm here. Knock knock. Yep. It's knocking I'm, on the door for sure. Yeah. And what? Uh, that's my other thing. I want a, another prediction on is the Katang romance. Katang. Oh, is that a thing? Katang. Katang. Well, I mean, I just, I'm just saying it right now. Katang. Angtara. <laughs> Yeah. Ew. I don't know. It, it, it kind of keeps going because there were explicit episodes in season one where like Aang was kind of like feeling the puppy love and Katara was like not feeling it at all. We do also have 
the not the reverse, but like when Aang in the prediction, the episode with the uh, fortune teller. Yeah, that's the episode I was thinking about. Yeah, exactly. She see finally and at least somewhat is like, hmm, you're gonna you're gonna end up with a super powerful bender. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then she she looks at him after he like cools the lava and forms yeah. this rock formation with his air bending, and she's like, hmm, maybe for a second. Oh, dude, now that you just said that, now I know it's not gonna be Yang, right? Okay. Because because that's too obvious. Okay. Right. That's too unless it's like a Trinity Neo situation. Where the oracle says things and lets people manifest what they want to manifest. I don't know. Mm, okay. Also, The Matrix is such a good movie, gang. Watch that movie. <laughs> the first one, at least. The first one. Yo, you're ma- yeah. you know they're making a fourth one? I know. I'm uh, not because I love Keanu, but yeah. like, I don't know where you go with the story. Yeah. They like shut down the Matrix at the end of this yeah. uh, the last one. I don't know, man. I'm so split because I love everything. I I, I support anything Keanu does, and he's in it, so. Anyway, I'm really pressing you, but all I right, know, like, all right, all right. who, okay, if not, okay, I'm not saying okay, if not has Aang, to end up with someone, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, who is she going to be interested in? What do you, what, what do you see in that? I think if I had to put my money on it right now, it would be Zuko because okay. it, it just, it just kind of, it just kind of neatly wraps itself fire and water, you know, uh-huh. like we've discussed this where like, <laughs> dude, I was listening to one of our episodes from the, from before. And like, you, there's, <laughs> there's one episode where you're talking about like, Guitar going like, oh, what are you going to do to me, Zuko? <laughs> <laughs> there, is, there is there is, one. When she's he, well, she's like tied to a tree. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are you going to do to me, Zuko? And it's just like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> and I, don't, I, I think uh, the, uh, Zuko's sister, no, that doesn't make sense. I think, oh. I think <laughs> Azula. I, I, Cause like and what egg. what what other no I don't think so because what yeah. there, there's no there's there's gonna be more female characters introduced probably okay. so maybe it's gonna be one of them because there's no real female like love interest potential other than like Katara right now okay um, and I just think it's too obvious to be like oh you're gonna fall in love with a powerful bender oh yeah. dang <laughs> oh the avatar. <laughs> I accept these answers. I okay. really wanted to milk it out of you, and I think I got it. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. But with that being said, you recommended this, but let's move on to our favorite shots. Yep, yep. Ooh, okay, I'm usually right on top. You know, I, I just really love the uh, singing parts of the bard. Yes. And I, I, I keep calling him the bard because we play Dungeons & Dragons together, and, like, yeah, I think they really, dude, they just do a, such a good job of executing, like, the East-West mix. Why like yeah? It's not appropriation. They like did their homework. They like get the aesthetic and the vibe. Like these mm-hmm. nomadic bard types, like is very much a trope in Asian timepieces, and they mm-hmm. they got it. Like the string instrument and the way that they sang, like secret tunnel. <laughs> that was the best. It's so good. And he was like, you know, a bit of a dumb hippie type, and that humor carried along the the entirety of the episode really well. Mm-hmm. There's two shots in this episode that I think, or two scenes yep. that made me think that this episode wants to communicate to the audience that it's aware that it's a filler episode yeah. in a certain way, but it's okay with that and it wants you to be okay with that. Oh, yeah. Oh. This is sort of also, a, I guess, a freshman thesis. Yeah, but it's but it's meta. But yeah, two shots. So there's this one. The whole premise of this episode is like. Why would they go through a tunnel? Appa's fast as fuck. Yep. And really, like, this whole time, they are able to cover, like, you know, half the ground that they covered in season one in, like, one episode. Yep. And 
all of a sudden, they're just fires raining on them as soon as they decide to take back to the air again. They're forced in the ground. But it's in a cheeky way. It's like this: these firebenders attacking them are kind of coming out of nowhere. And it's obviously super overdramatic. So there's this that we just mentioned. And then yep. the second thing is when <laughs> is at the end of, of the episode, once I think it's Sokka or Aang is like, so do you guys want to come to Omashu with us? And they just say, nope. And then they leave. Dude. <laughs> Dude, that was one of my favorite. And it was, you're right that it was so self-aware. Yeah. Because uh, the timing of that was impeccable. And yeah. the blood, like, nope. We're characters that only exist for this episode. Yeah, we were a plot device. Tell you. Yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. I think those two things together is trying to communicate to the audience. We know this is a filler episode, but you had fun with these goofball yeah. characters. And now they're gone. But yeah. we didn't waste your time. Yes. And that's, that's what I, I want out of a filler episode. Yes. I could have said mm-hmm. it better. That, that was so, so well put. That was so well put. And what was your other favorite shots? So the, uh, there's, a wa- there's like an Asian watercolor scene and uh yes the story of the two uh, lovers yep yep oma and shu who are the kind of legend has it are like these capulet i don't know romeo and juliet kind of yeah lovers and they learned earthbending from these you know zigazoon linoon pokemon looking little weasel <laughs> badger moles badger mole bear mm-hmm. things yeah i mean i i thought that that water coloring like i've seen that in asian animation growing up and yeah. uh, they, that was such an homage to like content I've seen before in like storybooks growing up. I think the story itself is an homage to I, I, I'm butchering it because I, I these are stories that I were read as like bedtime stories as a kid. But there is this like star-crossed lovers story in Korea. And I don't know. I don't think it's just Korea, but it's it, it kind of like explains the natural phenomenon of monsoon. Okay. And it, it says that like these two something something they're they're dead, but they meet like once a year and that's and, mm. and cry, that's why it monsoons or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And it was very uh it was very true to that I don't know, that that narrative and that storytelling. And uh I think they, they did a really beautiful job of capturing that and presenting it to a Western audience. I think it was really well done. It's very pretty. Yeah, shots. Uh, it yeah. definitely, and they also had those like uh, they changed the aspect ratio for those shots. They had the yeah. letterbox format. No, sorry, yeah. not the letterbox. They had the black bars in the top and the bottom. I'm not you're sure right. The exact. Oh, I forgot about that. You're right. Is. You're right. And I think um, you know this isn't the first time that they brought in guest animators or like like mm. changed the medium of animation uh, to kind of take you to a different dimension of storytelling, especially like lore telling. And uh, I, I I'd love to see more of that. I think it's great. It definitely uh, sets your mind into this uh, into this alternate place where Katara also, when she's narrating, she's not speaking as if she's speaking to Aang or anything like that. She's speaking in this storybook fashion with these really yeah. long, long sentences and long pauses. Yeah. Oh, good point. Oh, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. That's another dimension I didn't think of. That's a very good yeah. point. I'll add one more thing. Yep. Before I let you go. <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. Go Sorry, ahead. So I, I don't know if this is like confirmation bias, but I'm pretty sure that mother daughter family were depicted to be Korean, South Korean, because Ooh, why uh, the architecture of their home and the garb they were wearing is I'm I'm like 90 percent sure is meant to be like traditional Korean garb. Like, OK, like Japanese, Chinese, like Vietnamese, they all have like very different, like specific, yeah. like looking tunics. 
the mm-hmm. clothes that that girl and that the mother were wearing was very like traditional Korean. You call it hanbok. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was drawn exactly like that. Now, I don't know if other Asian countries have similar garb like that. I don't think so. And on top of that, like the, the way that the architecture and like the uh, bamboo kind of door frame things were mm-hmm. set up, it's nuanced, but it's growing up seeing different aesthetics of different Asian architecture. To me, it looked very Korean and I was very shocked mm-hmm. and like, right. I felt very seen and represented to see that. Uh, I thought it was so cool that they snuck that in there. Yeah. Really didn't need to go through the extra effort of like doing that, but it it was such a nod to one of the Asian cultures that in real history like was oppressed by various, you know, other Eastern kingdoms. I thought that was just great. Mm, so that's sort of your that's you think the explanation of why they chose to do Korean yes. architecture and fashion is to be like I mean, I don't know Korean history very well, but I'm like Japan had at some yep. points during World War Two or Precursor to World War II had uh, begun a conquest over Korea. Yep. Is that right? Yep, yep. And prior mm-hmm. to that, like basically, Korea, Korea was always kind of like, in some sense, like subservient to some Chinese dynasty or either imperialist Japan, uh, because you know, like we were on this tiny peninsula, and other dynasties like couldn't be bothered to conquer us because there's this huge mountain range between North Korea and mainland China, or mm-hmm. oceans. And, you know, we were just like pretty docile, non-aggressive, creative peoples that were crafty, you know, clever and like paid our taxes to them on time. So that, that's my limited understanding of that anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, but still like a, a lot of history of imperialism and colonization for sure. Okay. That's why I'm glad to have you on the podcast because this is the kind of stuff that I would never pick up. Yeah. Um, I just don't know these details well enough. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, man, I, I just feel so lucky that I can add bits like that and, and that the, the show has that much depth that like I'm resonating with the show in dimensions that I did not expect at all. OK, in terms of my favorite shots. Yes. I love the badger moles. They're great. I just I just like they're just cute and cool. Yeah. And I they're like, huge. It's, it's, they're gigantic. They're even way even bigger than even way bigger than Appa. I just love seeing them like animals bend. Yeah, you you sort of see Appa doing that a little bit, but you can kind of explain it with ah, he's just big, and yeah. that's why he he's able to do these things. And these things are like no, they're like using their earth bending. Yeah, I love seeing them do that, and I love that how they're able to incorporate how uh, bending originates. This is kind of the first time that we're really learning these people. The first benders got their powers. Yep, and this it explores that here, and I think that it's sort of glazed over. It's not really given much importance in this episode. They're just yeah. like, oh yeah, and these people are the first Earthbenders. It's like, yeah. oh really? And you're not sure if this is just a legend or if it's fact. And but that's usually the course with history, um, especially if it's that long ago. It's like legend and fact, yeah, are, yeah, um, yeah. oftentimes interwoven. Yeah, and I like how that's played even in a fictional setting. Um, it's just more relatable and more true to how we understand at least ancient history because you know i mean depending where you come from in the united states you have history where the beginning of our, of at least the uh, white people ver- um age of america's history has been written and the rest of it has been deleted yeah um, yeah uh but in a lot of places um anywhere else on earth uh the history goes back thousands of years and right. um you still know you can learn a lot about it yeah i i love those and i i really love how they keep rooting bending powers back into nature 
Yes. And I, and and that's such an eastern theme because like western superpowers are generally like oh they're innate to me as a human. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's just different. It's just different kind of values. Um but I like that it's oh, we are in tune with nature and we are borrowing that power and channeling it versus like I have this innate power and I'm jacked, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. I, I like that a lot. Shall we move on to our least favorite parts? Yep, yep. There's not that much specifically that I want to call out yeah. uh, about this episode. Generally, I just want to overall call out that this is indeed a filler episode. Yeah. It's charming. It's just in terms of the overall story. Yeah. The, we've had a lot of momentum the past four episodes. Because basically where we're up to, up to now, it's been constant through the uh, waterbedding master episode where they finally get to the North Pole. This is one story. This is a pit stop on the way to their actual goal, which is to get to Omashu. And they leave you off at a cliffhanger, but still I'm like, filler episodes are, they're filler episodes. At the yeah. End and I think, and I think you're right. Like part of the reason that nothing's coming to mind is because like you said, they, they, they showed that they were self-aware very much that it was a filler. Mm-hmm. And they did it in a way that didn't make you feel insulted. You know, you were in yeah. with them. And, and also, like, just pacing-wise, it makes sense that after a big climax, you have a decompressing kind of feel so that you, you, the, the intensity of emotions, the ebb, ebb and flow, you want the, you want the little bit of an ebb filler. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that fit well. I don't know. If I were to try and squeeze out something, I don't know. Maybe the animation, maybe I could tell like it was a little bit different. Inside, okay, yeah. They, they switch. They switch. Um, it's not always the same animation studio every episode. It wasn't even bad, though. It's just a, I could tell it was a little bit different. I have a bogus thesis that I don't know why I just thought of this. Yeah. But. You thought of another one? I thought of another one. Wow. Can and you I'm do, ready to can you do both for, uh, for me? <laughs> yep, yep. So this one, my bogus thesis is that the musicians, they don't exist. Bruh. (laughs) Dude, you're so good. You're so good at this game, man. I hate you. That's so good. (laughs) And Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) They don't really physically interact with anything. So the only only poem of this thesis is the candles. And the uh, the fact that the 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 guitar the moles like the like the guitar loop the guitar sound. yeah but 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 go on the, the reason I thought of that is because it's like they they're not they're very passive they don't really enact anything and at the end of the episode they are like I I will not go with you to Omashu and I'm basically gonna cease to exist yeah they they show up they're these people who are obviously like these super floaty uh, druggy people. Uh, they they seem to be these sort of people that you connect to uh, after you leave your body and you're in the spirit realm. Yeah. In yeah. fact, these people could be in the spirit realm interacting with these people the, with yeah. the, the Aang gang without them knowing it. Yeah. Is yeah. what I'm trying to say. I kind of like that. I I yeah. They sort of guide them loosely on their paths, but they never specifically make the active uh, decisions that get them to their ultimate goals. Yeah, and and they have that a uh, jolly monk like 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 a wise fool kind of exactly. vibes. Yeah, like a like a kooky Yoda maybe. Exactly. Maybe not that wise, but you know they they do have that vibe. Ah, you know that's very compelling. That's very compelling, Eli. It's 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 only a, it's only a half baked thesis, but yeah. I wanted to throw it out there. It's more but fun it's to just say. The most fun part about the thesis is to simply say 
the thesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like that like mix of slight cringe and excitement in your exactly. heart as you <laughs> say mm-hmm. that thesis. My my other one had to do with the origins of Earthbenders. Yeah. It, it's, it was it was this was even less half baked. I was trying to say how the Earth the Earth Kingdom was born underground. <laughs> and I wanted to make that into something, but I don't know. <laughs> They're literally born underground. They, they. Uh, uh, yeah, that, that's not a bogus thesis. That's just bogus. <laughs> yeah, it's just. <laughs> I was like, are they bug people? Are they mole people? <laughs> mole people? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that one was. Uh, I had the ingredients and I forgot to put in the salt and it, and then it, it it or the egg and it didn't bind yeah, yeah, yeah. together. The gluten yeah. didn't develop. Your and, your sourdough is a sour biscuit. Yeah. Exactly. You made some good looking sourdough though. Thank you. I most recently made some rosemary sourdough. Hey. Ooh. It was provided by my friend Jordan. Ooh. He has a rosemary bush and he gave me a little bundle of rosemary and I made some rosemary bread and it was delicious. Uh, ladies and gents, Eli is a full whole adult doing adult I'm a full, things. Uh, a whole 20 something year old meme who yeah. never quit on that sourdough starter yeah, at yeah. the beginning of quarantine. Yeah, you're Did right. Not quit. And he's still talking about Tiger King, so he's really just <laughs> clinging to the start of. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Dude. I imagine someone someone just being like, hey, have you seen Tiger King? Like, <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen the show? February Feb- or late January 2021. This is a great show called Tiger King. Yeah, I think, uh, I think uh, they're making a sequel, Tiger King's Gambit, right? <laughs> the, the 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 or like the that'd be the the subtitle tiger king the gambit of uh joe what's his name joe exotic yeah joe, joe exotic. exotic's gambit all right who's our sponsors for today eli it's funny that you ask yeah uh because today today we have a very special special sponsor um our sponsor is uh sponsored by uh, it's coming up <laughs> and it, I have to think of it. Today's episode is sponsored by Vaseline. Vaseline. If you have a burn, if you have a rash from drinking poisonous flower tea, just rub some Vaseline on it. Mm-hmm. It might heal it, maybe not, but it'll definitely make it more shiny and noticeable. Probably will make you feel better for a couple minutes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys all for joining again, uh, for listening here on season two. We appreciate you all and we love you very much. And stay tuned because in our next episode, we're going to be coming back to Omashu. We're going to see what's going on with the Fire Nation, what's going on with King Boomy. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Even if you're lost, you can't lose the love if it's... Wait. Lose the love because it's in your heart. Yeah. There you go. Cut that together. That's the words of wisdom. Yeah. Good night.